0: So good to be with you this morning. As I already mentioned today, you know, I'm so privileged to be here with you this morning. I really am. And, you know, every Sunday that I can be with you is a victory. Every Sunday that I can be with you here this morning is a victory. And I just want to say that each Sunday that I get to share with you together actually exponentially also builds my faith. It really does. And I feel different. My week actually goes a lot better when I'm here with you all. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily because of anything that we do here. That doesn't really have anything to do with that. But I think it's because, you know, when I'm here, when I'm here with you all, the Holy Spirit changes me. We come in here one way and we leave out a different way. We totally change. Holy Spirit changes me. The Holy Spirit moves in me. And the Holy Spirit leaves here with me as well, too. Amen? Have you noticed that? Am I the only one that notices that? Online church is great and all. Don't get me wrong. But, I am different when I come and be here among the saints. Amen? Yeah. So last week, Pastor John spoke about how you can live a life uh, with the Holy Spirit practically and be blessed by following his lead. It was called Follow the Leader. Remember that? And uh, what I'd like to speak about this morning kind of continues on with that, that subject and how you can know and how you can discern the truth when you follow the leader because if we're going to follow something, we want to make sure that it is in fact truth, right? We want to make sure that it's truth, that it's not fiction, it's not lies, and it's certainly not emotion. We want to follow the truth. We want to know the truth. That is why, I, you know, I would like to accomplish something this morning. And, uh, you know, I want to be first of all and foremost, let's be honest with ourselves, okay? Let's set the stage with the truth, and it's this, okay? We have to realize that, you know, whether we're believers or not, whether, you know, we are, have the Holy Spirit within us or not, okay, whether, you know, we want to acknowledge it or not, we are all led by something. Let me say that again. We are all led by something. And there's always, always something competing for leadership of our lives. Always. Always. And that's the common challenge that we all face. So, Pastor John's message last week was entitled to follow the leader. And, and if something is always competing for leadership of our lives, then we should be asking ourselves continually, who is my leader? Who is my leader? And look, I know for a fact that many of you listening to this message right now, you're all mature, you know, beautiful Christians. You know, you're very mature. You're the real deal. And you know who leads you, or you know who you want to lead you in, in, in any way. You know that you, you're all followers of Christ. You want to follow the leader of Christ. And that's a beautiful thing. You want each decision to be Holy Spirit-led. But because we're human, because we're imperfect, we are still vulnerable to insurrection, right? There will always be competing voices. There will always be something competing for our attention, always. Something that wants your focus, something that wants your passion, something other than Christ, okay? And if that is true, then the truth will always be something that can be difficult to, to discern. So what truth am I talking about? Well, I could be talking about the truth about who you are, the truth about, you know, what you should be focusing on, the, the truth about what you should be doing, the truth about what you should not be doing. These are all truths that we have to know continually, and the truths become vulnerable to these competing voices. So let me be clear right now that the competing voice will always be the enemy whose only real purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the competition that's against us. Kill, steal, and destroy every truth that is supposed to give you life. Okay? So my text for today is actually John 18 and 33, and it's where Jesus was brought uh, before Pilate. Okay, I'm going to kind of go and read through that with you today. There we go. So Pilate then went inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, "'Are you the king of the Jews?' "'Is that your own idea?' Jesus asked, "'or did others talk to you about me?' "'Am I a Jew?' Pilate replied. "'Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. "'What is it that you have done?' And Jesus said, "'My kingdom is not of this world. "'If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. "'But now my, now my kingdom is from another place.' "'Well, then you are a king,' then said Pilate. Jesus answered, "You say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me." And then Pilate replied, "Well, fine. What is truth?" That's what he—that's how he replied. With this, he went out again to the Jews, gathered them, and said, "I find no basis for charges against him." Interesting that Pilate's reply, wasn't it? So many people say that today, you know, we're in an age of, of post-truth. But you can see with, with Pilate's answer, though, that there's actually really nothing new under the sun. Right? There isn't. So let me, let me just play a little game here with you, okay? I'm gonna, let me see if you can guess what I'm talking about here. I want you to try and guess which, uh, you know, social issue that I'm talking about right now. Okay, ready? All right. Despite empirical evidence, despite verifiable fact, despite countless witness testimony despite being proven by law and peer review, despite hearing directly from God, it was still not accepted as truth. Take a guess about what I'm talking about. Anybody? Okay, well, I can be talking about the fact that Jesus was still put to the cross despite these despites, right? I can still, I can be talking about that. Jesus was right in front of them and he was still put to the cross despite those truths, Okay. But here's the challenging part. The same can be said about any social issue that we're talking about today. You don't believe me, open up your Facebook feed. You'll find something where that, that's, the, that's actually what we're talking about. Anything that people are debating about still can have those things. Despite all those things, despite it being the truth, it could still be debated. Okay? So and the challenge is how can we be led if we can't even discern what is truth and what is fiction, what is fact and what is fake? Pilate replied to Jesus the same way most people kind of rhetorically answer when, when presented with a truth, that, that, a truth that actually challenges them. What is truth? You know, it's funny because today, today people say, well, you know, this is a huge one. I am living my truth. Have you heard that one yet? I am living my truth. I'm living my truth. You can live your truth, you know, but if your truth doesn't line up with my truth, then one of our truths is not truth. Right? Pretty, pretty confusing. What is truth? We think that our day is so unique, but in reality, there's nothing new under the sun. It might be a different presentation, but it's the very same lie. It's the very same lie. This week, uh, we, Holly and I were, were cleaning up the, the, the family room as we normally do every night when the kids go to bed because it never ends. Parenting never ends. How many people know that? Parenting does not end when the kids are in bed. You still got to clean up. Anyways, we're cleaning up. We have a new couch in our family room You know, and we we knew, you know, we, we didn't want to go overboard with the couch because we knew it was, the kids are still at age where they're going to destroy it eventually, right? So you can't have nice things when you're a parent. Uh, so anyways, we were cleaning up, and all of a sudden we lift up a cushion, and we find a chocolate Easter egg melted to the back of the couch. Isn't that wonderful? So we approach our children the next day. We say, hey, hey, Elise, hey, who who did this? Who put this chocolate egg here on the couch? And Elise goes, It was Sophia. You should spank her bum. So we talked to Sophia. Sophia said, I didn't do it. It was Serena. You approached Serena. It wasn't me. It was Karis. Right? It was just a whole chain of blame. I have no idea who did it. It was one of them. All I know, it was one of them. But anyways, what is the truth, right? How do we differentiate between what is truth and what is a lie? When everyone has a different point of view as to what is fact surely there can be a baseline. Surely there can be something. There has to be something that we can agree on. You know, we have to be able to find some common ground, right? There has to be some common ground where we can define something simple like, I don't know, morality. There has to be some type of baseline, right? You know, unfortunately there's a moral dilemma. Unless we have a standard, unless we have someone, unless we have an authority who can set the tone, who can give us genuine example, a model of what truth is, then we're going to have an issue. We're not going to agree on anything. This should be where you're saying, actually, I I do have the answer to this. I do have the answer to this. Don't you love it when you're in school and the teacher asks a question and nobody knows the answer, everyone's quiet, but then you know the answer and you lift your hand up and you're like, oh, pick me, pick me. I know this. I know the answer. I know better than anybody else. Guess what? That's you. That is you. You guys do have an answer. You have an answer. We, you, I, we all contain the truth. We all have it. Amen? Are you sure? Yes, we have the answer. And the problem is that there's a, a, a lot of barriers to what that truth is in us. So Pilate's cynicism when facing Jesus reveals a lot about humanity. Here was Pilate. He was a Roman, you know, in charge of this entire region. Okay, he had a lot to deal with. In his position, you know, there was uh, all kinds of administrative work, lots of busy work, and the politics of the day were really severe as well, too, being in charge of an area. He was really bogged down with his assignment. And then along come the natives of this country and bring their problems to Pilate, namely Jesus, right? He was not happy about it. And uh, Jesus then tells Pilate, in fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. And basically, Pilate's saying, I don't have time for this. What is truth? Cynicism. Cynicism. I'm too busy. I don't want to hear it. You live your truth. I live my truth. What is truth? Right? As if the truth is an irrelevant concept. And 2,000 years later, the whole world actually still echoes Pilate's cynicism. You know, some say truth is a power play. Truth is something created by the elite to control, uh, you know, the the masses. Some Some people think that truth is subjective. You know, because we, we have an individual truth based on our in, own individual preference, on our own individual opinion. Some see truth as a collective judgment, right? The result of, of cultural consensus, right? And then there's just some people that just straight up denied the concept of truth altogether. It's all cynical, and frankly, it gives me a headache. It really just gives me a headache. You know, and as much as it would, it would be so much easier to just forget about it like Pilate did, you can't. You just can't. Unfortunately, you can't just walk away from truth when you're faced with it. A decision has to be made. A change has to be made. And the Bible actually talks about all the ideas of truth that people have actually created. You want to hear it? It's Romans 1.25, and it says this. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator. Ouch. When we create our own truth, we are exchanging the truth about God for a lie. You know, if only had Pilate known the truth, that the truth was actually standing right in front of him at the time, looking right in the eye. Because truth isn't an abstract idea. It's not a rhetorical, it's not a, uh, you know, a philosophical puzzle. The truth is actually a person. The truth is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He said this, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. In Jesus, the truth took on human form. And Jesus is far more than, than just a truthful person. He is actually truth incarnate, truth in bodily form. Right? Right? In Jesus, the truth came to earth to confront our lies, to, to transform our minds, to heal our hearts, to fill us with joy, and to free us from being slaves to lies. Jesus is a truth we can't dismiss because he came to actually lead us in truth. Amen? So, let me ask you this then. If Jesus is truth and Jesus is in us, then everything that comes out of Christian's mouth should be absolute truth, right? Right? No? Well, it should be that way, shouldn't it? We are still prone to being wrong. I love what Pastor John said last week, and it's actually something that I believe as well too. We have to approach everything with humility. We could be wrong. We're human. We could be wrong in what we're talking about on all of our opinions. We always walk with the fact that we could actually be saying something that isn't the truth, right? We could be wrong. We could absolutely be wrong because, you know, I, I don't want to be the person that spreads lies. Do you? I really don't. I wanna be I don't wanna be that person. And Paul actually warned against that. Paul said this to the Ephesians who were Christians, right? And you, you know that. He, Paul was writing letters to a Christian church, and he said this in Ephesians 4 25. So disregard or sorry, discard every form of dishonesty and lying, so that you'll be known as one who always speaks the truth. For we all belong to one another. It's an important point. We all belong to one another. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not even for a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. Don't let him manipulate you. While I do believe that there is nothing new under the sun, I I, I do believe that today there are actually more effective and efficient ways that the devil can manipulate you today unfortunately it is the truth so I think that we you know whenever we see something in published written form or and we think that you know it must be the truth you know my cousin Sally posted on her her Facebook feed so it's got to be the truth right yeah I put this picture because I thought it was funny for very several reasons because there's nothing about it that is true a lot of times we see a a picture of somebody with a quote and we think oh that's got to be true all right Obviously, the internet, the internet is not pure truth. This is not Aristotle. This is Einstein. And Einstein Aristotle didn't exist when the internet existed either. So it's pure lies, right? <laughs> right. So a little background information on me. Uh, my undergraduate education was in communications, which at, at the time, you know, I studied it. It was actually the beginning of, of mass adoption where everybody was getting on the internet. Everyone was lining in drawers, you know, paying Sympatigo to get their internet access. Remember that? Remember your 56K modem that used to scream at you every time you logged in? Or you'd have to get off the phone to get on the internet? Yeah, right. So uh, you know, when I was studying that, all, all the researchers and theorists, they were, they were ecstatic about the potential of the internet, of this new medium, because it, it actually represented a power shift. So at the time, newspapers, magazines, TV, uh, they were all, there was a concentration, what they call the concentration of ownership, a concentration of ownership of the people that, it was a very, just a small handful of people and companies that owned everything that you saw, everything that you read, and everybody was like, this is dangerous because basically we're getting controlled what we see in front of us. What we see is being controlled by just a handful of people. And the internet was this big thing. It's like, oh, man, this is a, a huge piece of uh, dem- democratic uh, technology that's going to give everyone equal voice. It's amazing. It's going to change the world. It's going to make everyone free. Yeah, not so much. Not so much, right? Uh, it was, it didn't, didn't happen that way power to the people didn't actually happen. It wasn't that, that, that good. Now these same people, these same power struggles exist in an even more efficient way. You have to understand that there's a a, huge, a, a a huge power struggle in that only, again, a handful of people control what you see online. Did you know that? Here, let me give you an example. So uh, last couple of weeks... Uh, I had to buy the kids new sandals because they're not like the Israelites. The sandals don't keep growing with their feet. Uh, They grow out of their sandals in about two minutes. So I was online looking for some sandals for cheap because I know they grow out of them in about a couple of seconds. In fact, if you go look at them when they come up, you'll see their toes are already sticking out of their shoes. Uh, So anyways, I was looking online. going to the shoe company website, buying some cheap sandals. And guess what? Now, every time I go onto my computer, every time I check my email, every time I go onto Instagram, every time I go to a web page, guess what comes up? Children's sandals ads everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And guess what? If you follow a specific political party, uh, you know, if you research conspiracy theory, you know, if you have a secret sin that you interact with online, everything that you get presented with will coincide with what your truth is. The internet will give you exactly what you're interested in. It will give you exactly what you think is truth. It will tell you that you are right and everyone else is wrong. Right? And it will also connect you. This is the best part. It will also connect you with people who think exactly the same way you do. Isn't that awesome? No. What is truth? And by the way, if you, if you don't, what, there's, a, there's a good documentary called, I think it's called The Social Dilemma. If you want to know all about how this actually all works in the background, it's on Netflix. Watch that. It'll scare you. It will scare you. What is truth? Let me tell you that truth. Not your truth, not what you believe to be true, not what others believe to be true, but the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, truth in the person of Jesus Christ is the most important person that you need to connect with today. So let me ask you, what's your relationship like with the truth? Do you love the truth? Do you hate the truth? <laughs> Do you ignore the truth? Do you run from the truth? We need to evaluate our relationship because seeking him first is the only thing that will lead you into the truth. So, in Jesus' last prayer over his disciples in John 17, he prays this. this is, I, I didn't, didn't click into it, I read it again. He prays, sanctify them by the truth he prays this over his disciples sanctify them by the truth followed by saying that god's word is truth everyone knows what sanctify means sanctify means to make holy means to to, to set apart to be holy and, and to live with purpose god's purpose that's what sanctification is we can know the truth because jesus is the truth and when we know him we actually become living truth as well So the dictionary actually defines truth as conformity with with fact or reality. But the only problem with that definition is that the father of lies is always going to manipulate fact and reality. He always will. But thank you, Lord, we have another lens for truth. We have another way of seeing it. Truth comes from following. The truth that, that came down from heaven in human form, the embodiment of sanctifying truth is Jesus. And Jesus can be in us, sanctifying us in truth. And here's something you should also know about. You can't actually speak truth and walk in darkness simultaneously either. Can't do it. John 3.19 says this. It says, Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. So that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I want to do everything in the sight of God. Amen? I, I want to be that person that, that walks in the truth. I don't want anything but that. You know, and I often ask myself when looking at the world today, you know, why do so many people love darkness? Why do so many people love darkness? Even, uh, you know, even, I hate to say it, but even sometimes, sometimes I see Christians who are just talking about Darkness. The darkness that surrounds them, I get it. It's a dark time. But we have truth in us. We actually have light. Let's spread that instead. Amen? And we really need to be self aware of what we say right now and and determine whether or not what we say, what we put out in the air, what we publish publicly online, we need to think about does it, you know, does what I'm saying actually glorify light or does it glorify darkness? Every single time, every word that we speak, everything that we publish, everything that we say to people, is it glorifying light or is it glorifying darkness? Because if there's a truth, there's also lies. Uh, here's a good asset. If you want something practical, you can walk away with today. Here's something you can, you can tell, you know, if you're speaking truth or not. If what you believe is making you angry, um, if what you believe is making you defensive, if what you believe is making you not like people, then that's not freedom. That's not light. That's not truth. Right? I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I, I find this in myself too. I got, is, this, is this happening? Is this making me angry? Then it's not truth. Lord, reveal to me the truth. And my Bible says that the truth will set me free. I bet you all are waiting for me to say that verse because that's the big one. The truth will set me free. Free from those very things. The freedom of truth enables us to love the unlovable. Right? Freedom of truth enables us to love our enemies. Freedom of truth enables us to show unmerited mercy and forgiveness to others. Freedom of truth enables us to show grace and not, here's a big one, condemnation. Grace, not condemnation. The truth will set you free. So let me ask you this. Are you holding on to any beliefs that you are afraid to bring into the light? Are you holding on to anything that you're afraid to, to bring into the light? If so, why? We're in a time right now where, you know, we have to be believers who can not only perceive the light, who can not only perceive the truth, but we have to be believers who can actually live in the truth and have no issue bringing everything, absolutely everything, into his light. Amen. Even the opinions that we hold so closely to our hearts, guess what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means all your opinions as well too. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. A true follower of Jesus, Jesus embraces what Jesus taught. It's not just nice quotes. It's life-changing truth, and it, it has to be applied first and foremost to us. We have to live by it. Truth frees us from fear. It frees us from living a double life. It frees us from stress, from anxiety, from guilt. It frees us from being enslaved to sin. It frees us from worrying what other people even think about us. It's that freeing. Hearing the truth is not enough. Responding to it is actually what changes our lives. Amen? Changes our lives. God promises that when you respond to it, you will change. Amen? So let's be people of light. Amen. Let us be people of light. Let's be people who walk in freedom. Let's be people who follow the truth. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand up with me this morning? I'm really excited today. We're, we, uh, one of Paul and Brenda's neighbors are, are being baptized here later on this afternoon. This is the first baptism I've done in a long time, and that excites me. I want to see people walking in their truth. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So let's just bow our heads. And I'm just going to pray over us, a benediction, before we go. I want us to all be people who walk in truth. Amen? Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you embody truth, that you are truth, that everything about you is truth, that if we want to know something is is truth or lies, we just need to come to you because you're a good father. You're going to tell us, you're going to steer us in the right direction. And Lord, we just ask for forgiveness for anything that any opinion, any thought, anything that we've said, uh, that is not brought into your obedience. We want to bring every thought to your obedience, Lord. We want to bring every aspect of ourselves into your light. So we just pray right now, Lord, that you'll convict us, Lord, if there's anything that we need to bring into your light this morning, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you'll change us, that you'll move in us, and that we will be ambassadors of your light in the darkness that is out there, Lord. Let us be ones that carry your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.